Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Greatest weekend ever? I think so. I think not only does the eye test suggest that it was, all four games ended in regulation on a kick as time expired. Three of them, that kick won the game. The fourth, it tied the game and sent it to overtime. The total margin of victory in the four divisional playoff games this weekend was 15 points. That is the closest, the lowest combined margin of victory in this level of playoffs, this weekend, the divisional round of the playoffs, since the merger. So all that suggests it really was the greatest weekend of football ever. And I think when you factor in the extraordinary storylines, let's take the Cincinnati-Tennessee game out of that. The storylines there are Joe Burrow's coming out party and mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill just handed away a game. I, mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but of all the things, Hembo, you and I have gotten wrong – Basically trying to make the argument that Ryan Tannehill, who was a great quarterback, we looked real bad Saturday. <laughs> we sure did. He just gave that game away, sure right? Did. Yes, I mean, he just handed it away. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to win. You do it. That was a terrible performance, that's right? A, that's, a, that's a game Jimmy Garoppolo finds a way to win. Jimmy Gar- that's right. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you hold, do you hold your breath every time he throws the ball outside the hashes? Oh, yeah. I mean, every time he throws the ball to the sideline, it looks like a pick six. It never arrives. It just it, never it, gets there. He throws the terrible interception in every game. And the one on Saturday was unimaginably terrible. The one time they get in the red zone the whole first half, they could have, they could have left that offense on the field. For 120 minutes, they weren't going to score. <laughs> and, and, and then the block punt winds up costing them the game, and there you go. Um, but that's the storyline there, obviously, is it, what more could you want? It was freezing and snowing at Lambeau Field, and Aaron Rodgers was playing potentially his last game ever as a Packer. The, the storylines write themselves. And then you get to yesterday, and you got Brady, and you got Stafford, and the monkey off his back, and everything else, and the way they come back, and then the way the game ends. And then the late game, which, you know, is, is going to go down there. It's going to be remembered as one of the greatest games in, in pro football history, one of the greatest games in, in recent sports history, and maybe not only recent. So it was that good of a weekend. In fact, let's put together a couple of notes on these here. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance, small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. We'll make it a list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, so let me give you here the the Green List here, and we will do them in reverse order. So if you're on TV with me here, I'm going to do these four through one in the way they appear on our screen. We'll take them in the order in which the games were played. Number four. One week after the Bengals won their first playoff game since 1990, which ended the NFL's longest drought. They reached their first AFC Championship game since 88 and won their first road playoff game ever. Ever. The Bengals had never won a road playoff game until Saturday at Tennessee. And there's really no other way you can put it. But the quarterback on the other side gave them the game, right? I don't like saying that, but you have to call them like you see them. The Titans were the better team in almost every way that matters. They had nine sacks. On the quarterback, I was actually afraid for Joe Burrow at some point in that game. But you know who wasn't afraid was Joe Burrow. He was spectacular. So that was the most interesting note from that game. Number three. The 49ers became the third team since 2000 to win a road playoff game without an offensive touchdown. They win with two field goals and a blocked punt. Aaron Rodgers' teams have lost five playoff games on the final play 
which breaks a tie with Peyton Manning and Drew Brees for the most such losses by a starting quarterback in postseason history. He's lost five playoff games on the final play. God, that's brutal. He has lost some epic games. So that was Saturday night. Number two. The Rams narrowly avoiding blowing a 24-point lead, which would have been tied for the fourth largest comeback in NFL playoff history. Instead, they became the first team to win a playoff game with four lost fumbles since the 75 Steelers. It's also the first time in Tom Brady's playoff career he lost a game on a score as time expired. So look at that juxtaposition. Rodgers has lost that game on the game's final play five times. Brady never had until yesterday. Number one. And then finally, number one, Bills Chiefs. 25 points in the last two minutes of regulation. Second most in any game in the Super Bowl era, regular or postseason. And the previous one was a regular season game. So it is the most points in the last two minutes of any postseason game in the Super Bowl era. I mean, we could just go on and on and on with it, but those are just a couple of the most interesting notes from the best weekend of pro football that we've ever had. Hey, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable devices required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Let me bring in the assembled members of the hashtag crew here because we just have so much to get to. We want to hear from you, and we're going to throw open the phones for your hot takes a little later in this hour as well. But hashtag Nuno, I'll come to you first. Out of all the things you saw this weekend, what is the one most important thing on your mind? If Brian Dable takes the Giants job, does that mean he thinks he can turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen 2.0? I mean, that's the guy you want him to be, right? And there's, look, Josh Allen has now become the apex. But if you look at Jones' skill set, is there a similarity? I mean, do you see that his, his ability to run, the big, the strong, he doesn't do it much. The difference in these two guys is that when Allen came into the league, he had that skill set. They let him, they, they sort of lived in that. They watered that tree and slowly but surely added to the passing game added to the passing game where now they've turned him into a monster and what else can you say he's the best running quarterback in the nfl and he's the best passing quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> i don't know what else you want him to say so so is that do you do you think daniel jones has 25 percent of that in him because 25 percent of josh allen is pretty good right now i do think there is there is some of that right because and you know and hemble can speak better to this than anyone else is you know, he's in what well, and uh, whatever, like he's an outlier because everyone destroyed Josh Allen saying he, you know, like his completion percentage and, you know, he, analytics people hated him. Now, all of a sudden he's their darling because he showed that improvement and that improvement happened with Brian Dable. And I would assume that if he takes the job, that means he believes that he can get the best out of out of Daniel Jones, which Give me 25%, especially in the NFC, where you're not stacked with that many, with great quarterbacks like you are in the AFC, and it's an easier path to get to a championship game or a Super Bowl. That's right. The two best quarterbacks in the AFC are a com- in the NFC are a combined 82 years old, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, <laughs> and neither one of them might come back next year. Very quickly, the analytics piece of this, because mm-hmm. that has to be at least part of the reason Josh Allen went at, just think about that. The Browns drafted Baker Mayfield and the Jets drafted Sam Darnold ahead of Josh Allen. Look what Allen has become 
The Jets let Darnold walk after three years. The Browns are trying to figure out what to do with Baker and his option. And I mean, they, get, they picked up the option, but do they give him another contract? And Josh Allen is right now arguably the best player in the NFL. He is, and I have been out, like much of the analytics community, on Josh Allen for a long time, and we've been proven wrong. He came into the league with the lowest completion percentage of any college player that went as high as he did, and his first two years in the league, he was really, really rough as a passer. Uh, he he didn't even start right away, you might recall, but he obviously has all the talent in the world. Brian Dable has, uh, you know, obviously squeezed a lot of that out of him. It's also worth pointing out for Daniel Jones, Greeny, (laughs) <laughs> for as bad as his you know, touchdown to turnover ratios are and those kinds of numbers, because we know he's not true with the football, how bad Jake Fromm was and, and Mike Glennon was at the end of the season, yeah. I thought it actually kind of reflected pretty well on the kid. <laughs> it's like, it's such, I mean, it pains me to say as an Eagles fan, but I, he, he actually represented himself fairly well this year. Oh, my goodness. That's the ultimate in damning with faint. He's way better than Jake Fromm. <laughs> Put that on the tickets next year. Come see the New York Giants play. Our quarterback (laughs) is way better than Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm. (laughs) That'll get him buying tickets. All right, uh, Bubba, you are next. Out of all the things we saw this weekend, what stood out to you? Yeah, I think uh, we're we're all talking about this could be the greatest weekend of football ever, which is certainly true, but I think in years from now, we're going to be looking back at this weekend of how this weekend might have changed football because so many things happened. We might be looking at the weekend where Joe Burrow solidified himself as a quarterback, an elite quarterback. Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. Matt Stafford solidified himself as an elite quarterback. Tom Brady retired. Allen, uh, no, uh, Mahomes and Josh Allen Basically, they're going to be championship games forever, and Allen might be the best quarterback in the AFC. All those things happened this weekend, and we might be looking back in years from now and say, not only was that the greatest weekend, but the NFL changed because of this weekend. I like it. I like that take. I I agree with you. I think all those things, it is a weekend we're going to remember. Like People, geeks like me, who always refer back to, remember when that this is a weekend we're going to reference a lot. Uh, Hembo, what stood out to you? My biggest takeaway from the weekend was that Aaron Rodgers played that game on Saturday night. The way that LeBron James played the 2011 NBA Finals, which is probably the biggest indictment on his legacy. But Rodgers played that game as if his priority was not to win it. He played that game like his priority was like was not to throw an interception. It was very bizarre. Like this is the best quarterback on earth. We saw it all season long, and at no point did he look remotely interested in taking it over. Here's the only pushback I will give you on that. I understand what you're saying, but I think at some point in the assessment of that game, he thought. Our defense is not going to allow a point. They're not going to score. There's no way they score unless we do what the Rams did yesterday, which is we let them back in the game. And Rodgers said, the one thing I'm not doing is turning it over because no matter what else happens, that guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, not beating me. And he was right. The thing is, he was right. But what bites them in the behind at the end is that they have the worst special teams in the sport. Mm -hmm. And that's what winds up killing them. The block punt run back. I, I almost want to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt based on that. Fair or not fair? It's fair that the special teams cost them the game, but you're Aaron Rodgers. You're the MVP of the league. You score 10 points. You, you, to me, that was an unacceptable showing from someone who had every chance in the world to, to, to at any point put that game on his back. He didn't have to do it for 20 or 25 throws. He had to make five throws. He didn't even try to make those five throws. You're right. I mean, he, look, he played terribly. That, that's as bad a game as I can remember seeing him play. And it may wind up being the lasting image, or the last one at least, that we have of him at Lambeau. Nuno's notes on the way. Your hot takes on the way. We're jam-packed. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I just asked each of the three members of the assembled members of the hashtag crew, what was the one thing that stood out for you most over the weekend? And I don't, I don't know why, I don't know what this says about me, but for me, the answer is Buffalo losing that game with 13 mm. seconds left. And, and I guess it's because I have the mindset of a person whose teams have only lost. Like I'm, I've never seen my team win the big one. So for me, it's just levels of awfulness and, and, the, and the losses that you never get over. And that's, that's gotta be the worst. Again, for, if you're a Bills fan, if you're hashtag Bills Mafia, I guess that's number two on the list of worst losses, right? Because you had a kick in the air that wins the Super Bowl once uh, off the foot of Scott Norwood, um, and it doesn't go through the uprights. But I don't know. Somehow this slaying the dragon that this was and Mahomes and everything else and knowing how obsessed with beating this team they've been for a full year and everything else, that's as brutal a defeat as you will ever get. In the meantime, I woke this morning to my favorite thing, and that is Nuno's notes in our Google Doc. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's notes. Ah, uh, sure. Let's do it. I didn't talk over it there. I sat out and allowed the Open to finish playing. So wow, Nuno, we were taking bets back here. I can't believe it. <laughs> For the purposes of today's Nuno's notes, because usually I just will laugh and enjoy them. But you've actually given some opinions in here that I would like to make you defend, you and your giant headphones. My goodness, can we take that shot of him again on TV? <laughs> the headphones, where do you get those? Your headphones are like dinner plates that you could land a small plane on, on your headphones. They are just enormous, Nuno. Anyway. A little Amazon.com and, you know, boom. I, I understand that you can get them. I'd like to know why you would get them because they're covering a lot of you. But anyway, let me get to the questions here. So in each of them, he, he's made some provocative statements because Nuno is a, he's an opinionated fellow. Mm. And he wrote in here, after the first game, he wrote, Yes, Ryan Tannehill stinks. But Mike Vrabel deserves all the blame. I would like an explanation for that. Nuno. All right, so pretty simple, and no one's talking about it because it was the first game on Saturday. What the heck was that play call on 31 from the Cincinnati 35 when the game was tied, what, eight minutes left in that game? He calls a – they call a quarterback sneak. So – and then they go for it on fourth down, and and they don't get it there, which I think you know screws up the game. If you get it, you score a touchdown there, you take a lead. There's that. There's the kick going for two 
um, in the second quarter when it's 6-6 six, six and just kicking the, the extra point, that completely changes the game yeah. if, you do, if you take the points there. So there was some head-scratching play calls. So, so here, the reason if you didn't watch the game, and if you didn't watch the game, I don't know why you'd be listening to this show because uh, if you didn't watch the games this weekend, then I don't know what's going on. But anyway, he goes for the two after there's a defensive penalty which allows them to move the ball from the two-yard line to the one-yard line on the two-point conversion play. And that is typically what we see coaches do. When there's only one yard to gain for the, the two-point conversion, they tend to eschew the extra point, especially now that since they've moved the extra point back, it isn't the lock it used to be. I can't really fault them for that because that, that, he wasn't doing it because of analytics. He wasn't doing it. He was doing it because they put the ball on the one-yard line, and he just figures it's a better than 50-50 chance I'm going to get it. I understand it. Some of the play calls, yes, but I will just say this. Nuno, Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, handed that game on a silver platter to the Cincinnati Bengals. Their defense dominated from start to finish. Burrow is as tough as nails, and I love him. But you get nine sacks in a football game. There's no way in the world you should lose that. He threw three terror, and he threw three of the worst. He threw a pick on the first play, the last play, and the one in the middle was the worst one because it cost them points on the on the one that gets smashed up in the air. I thought he was the reason they lost the game. Okay, the next game from Nuno, he writes. Uh, the 49ers beating the Packers. Packer fans will look at Favre's tenure more favorably than Rodgers. Well, let me tell you something. And there's still about, I left the voting open for four more minutes. If you would like to vote on my Twitter poll, at ESPN Greeny, I asked the very simple question, who's the greatest quarterback in Packers history? Brett Favre was their quarterback for 16 years. Bart Starr was their quarterback for 16 years. And Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback for 17 years. In that time, Brett Favre won one championship. Aaron Rodgers won one championship. Bart Starr won five of them in a seven-year span. Look at his home playoff record and put it next to anybody else's. So that's the question on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. You have three minutes left to cast a vote, and I'm going to tell you in advance, it is close. The voting is unbelievably close. I have... Gotten good response on this one. I had something like 19,000 votes last time I checked, and it is very close. So cast your vote. Is Rodgers, if he's gone, the greatest quarterback in Packers history? Who would you vote for in that? I voted for Bart Starr. Oh, nice. I did not watch Bart Starr play a snap in his life, obviously, but Bart Starr, because I'm a student of, of the game, I know that he's the greatest quarterback in Packers history because he won more than the other two combined, and his statistics actually hold up very, very well. Greeny, at the time of his death, just a couple of years ago, he owned the highest career postseason passer rating. Every single passing record had been broken 10 times over, but he still had that. To me, the answer is Bart Stone. All right, the next one, Rams-Bucks. I'll go through these quickly and have time for the calls. He writes, you wrote on here, Matthew Stafford actually won a playoff game. His head coach was trying to give away. How was Sean McVay trying to give that away? Nuno. They got too conservative at a point. Even you know, late in that fourth quarter, they're up by 14. This offense... What is the th- the thing you do the the best? Is throw the ball, and it was like Cam Akers, you know, to the right, Cam Akers to the right, uh, you know, and it just felt like he didn't put his team in the best spot to actually win the game and put the game away. Because to me, that game is away if they don't just keep fumbling the football. <laughs> Again, it's the first time a team has fumbled, lost four fumbles in a playoff game, and won since 1975. They just keep fumbling. 
The first one cost them a touchdown at the end of the first half. The fumble, uh, the, the, the ball comes out before the helmet hits the ground. And then the three in the second half just keep allowing the, the Bucks to hang in there. And there was a game that they won like six different times, but they just kept fumbling. And then finally, you write, of the Chiefs and the Bills, Mahomes has surpassed Rodgers in any boat-goat discussion. At this point, on the list, historical list of all-time great quarterbacks, Nuno, are you saying you believe Patrick Mahomes goes ahead of Aaron Rodgers? I do believe that. I have more confidence in Patrick Mahomes winning a big game than Aaron Rodgers. Not that's not, but that yes, but that's not the question. The, what he's done four four straight years, four AFC Championship games, two Super Bowls already, possibly three. Uh, yes, he has surpassed Aaron Rodgers. Hambo, he has surpassed Aaron Rodgers. Bubba, yes. Okay, here's what I will say: If he wins the Super Bowl this year, then I agree. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I still have to give something to Rodgers for the body of work, the lifetime body of work. Do I think Mahomes will surpass him? Absolutely. I think he'll lap him. I think if he wins the Super Bowl this year, he passes him. That's where I will go. All right, we've given you a lot of hot takes. Now it's time for yours. My phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 Coming off the greatest weekend in pro football history, give me your hottest take. We'll take them next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. I am Greeny, and I'm coming to your calls in just a moment. Plus, there are two things that I absolutely have to share with you before we get to the phone calls. 
You do not want to miss either of these. And we will get to all of that in 30 seconds after this word from Vivid Seats. With the safe return of live events, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. That's right. Every alley-oop, every one-timer, every sideline grab, live. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you can earn rewards like free tickets. All you have to do is collect stamps, redeem, and repeat. It's that easy. From upper level to courtside, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the events that matter to you. So grab your tickets today. Cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Before the calls, two things that I want you to see, both on my Twitter page. So go to Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. If you're not following me, just follow me for crying out loud, because there's stuff up there that you need to see. should follow the entire group. What is your uh, Twitter? It's Paul Hemb or something? Paul Hembo. You don't, may not realize this, but his name is actually Paul. Does anyone actually call you Paul? Only my wife in moments of sort of stern commentary. Otherwise, she calls you Hembo? Mm, well, yeah, on occasion at least. Okay. That's how light the mood is, you know. So Paul Hembo. And then Nuno, you're quite the Twitter follow yesterday. Yeah. What is your, uh, your, your Twitter handle? I'm just going to confuse everyone. It's Nuno Text. So it's N-U-N-O-T-E-I-X-E-I. Okay, so if you want to follow him, I have no idea what that is. That really rolls off the tongue. He just said it, and I still don't know what he said. <laughs> Bubba, what is your Twitter handle? <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, mine is Bubba the Glue. Bubba the Glue. Yep. And mine is at ESPN Greeny. And there are two things there that you need. The first of them is the poll has now closed. I put this up yesterday. And I asked the question, who is the greatest quarterback in Packers history? Oof. Brett Favre got 31% of the vote. Aaron Rodgers got 31% of the vote. Bart Starr got 38% of the vote. Now, let the record show. That may say a lot about the age of the people who follow me on Twitter. Because if you're old enough to remember Bart Starr, those fans are always going to vote for him. So it might be part of it. Another part of it might be the frustration in the moment of the Packer fan after Rodgers loses that game and plays badly on Saturday night. But one way or another, I think it is a perfectly appropriate choice. He won five championships in a seven-year span. That's two and a half times as many as Favre and Rodgers won in 30 years together. So that's the first thing you will find on my Twitter page. The second is, I just reposted it. I hadn't seen it until just now. Saturday Night Live did a spoof, did a sketch about first take in which they play Stephen A., they play Michael Irvin, and they play Molly. And I guess the sketch didn't air like they do it in rehearsal, and they decide what gets on the air. I'm telling you, it is magnificent. (laughs) I remember when Jay Farrow used to do Steve, and it was funny, but I think this is better. I think this is incredibly funny. Just you, you'll find it right at the top of my Twitter page. Go to at ESPN Greeny on Twitter, and you will be able to enjoy. I promise you, if you have six minutes, it'll be worth your time. It is freaking hilarious. They did a great job. My respect to everybody over there at SNL. Okay, having said that, the rest of the show belongs to you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, the traditional Monday hot takes. Bubba, who is our first caller? First up, we have Buddha in the Bronx. All right, Buddha, lots of pressure. Give me the hot take. Give me the hottest one you got. Go. All right, listen, you know, Greeny, being a Jets fan has become more of an obligation than a hobby. You know, he talked about that gas in those late hit. Yeah. If you watch that play over, not only was he the one who hit him late, but Carl Howard, the deep back, hit him late too. Unbelievable. But, you know, all those quarterbacks that you guys listed, and along with McDermott and Allen, I mean, a hot take, I don't even know how hot it is, is when you look at all of that competition in the AFC, if McDermott and Allen can't get to the Super Bowl, 
what the you know what do you think Robert Caesar Salah and Zach Wilson going to do no. in the next five years oh. if they last that long? Tony, the chances of them lasting that long are, are what's the over-under on how long they last? I mean, look, I, let's not even start with that, Buddha. I hear you. Thank you. Today, look, I think Allen is unbelievable. McDermott is unbelievable. But who was it that made the point? I think it was RC, Ryan Clark on Get Up Today, who made the point. There's a whole lot of great basketball players who played in the 90s who are ringless. Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton. You know the list. And it's because... They, they had the bad luck to play in the same mm. era as Michael Jordan. I'll, I'll throw another one in. How many golfers, like a guy like Phil Mickelson, I think, would be easily on the list of the five or seven greatest players in the history of that sport if he hadn't played his entire career in the Tiger Woods era? Mm. A Tiger's greatness, I think, when you, when you are, in some ways, it's unfortunate timing when you wind up playing. As, and so Patrick Mahomes may keep that from Allen from Herbert, from Lamar, who am I forgetting? Who's another great young quarterback in that conference? I mean, there are so many of them. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a Burrow. We'll find out. Burrow gets his crack at him now. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Herbert's in his division. Lamar has his arch rival. Like, that's sort of been the rivalry there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two guys, maybe he beats Allen here, and now maybe he goes and beats Burrow. Uh, Mahomes is you got to go through him to win the this NFC. Fe- I told you this morning this feels to me like Brady Manning Roethlisberger and Rivers those four guys yeah it feels like it's coming back around all over again yeah, and and I, I don't forget Lamar I think Lamar sure. Jackson has to be in it too That's I think fair. there's five of them at this point Greeny on ESPN radio Bubba who's next next up we have Mike all right Mike give me the hottest take you got Greeny listen to you for since you were in Chicago listen I'm a Chiefs fan they have got to fix that overtime Three years ago, yesterday, we got robbed by Brady. So we know how those Bills fans feel. But my hot take is, listen to this, there is no way on this God's green earth that Aaron Rodgers is coming to the AFC. He don't want no part of that. He wants to go to Denver and get his ass kicked twice a year? Come on. Love it. Come on, man. I yeah, like it. Because he's nothing. It's a great he's call. He's nothing in the AFC. Mike, that's a great call. I, I Look, the reality is, and we said it earlier, and it's a really good call. In the NFC, the two best quarterbacks are a combined 82 years old. Brady may retire, and Roger says he's leaving Green Bay. In the AFC, you have that murderer's row of young guys we just described. I never got to the overtime today. I meant to. It was in the rundown, but there's just so many things. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. I have a ton of thoughts on the NFL's overtime. They have adjusted it before. I'm old enough to remember, and I remember the game that changed it. Peyton Manning never got on the field in a playoff game, and the league changed the rule. And that's when they went to, if you give up just a field goal, the other team gets a chance. We'll talk about the overtime tomorrow, I promise, Mike, because it's a good topic. I will leave it with this, though. The Chiefs, when that happened to them three years ago, when Mahomes didn't get on the field, they proposed changing the rule. So my genuine, my general feeling on this is people's opinion on it tend to be greatly influenced by which side of it their team fell on most recently. We'll talk much more about it tomorrow. Meantime, more calls. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Emmanuel. All right, Emmanuel, give me the hottest take you got. Hottest take I got, Green Bay should not try to win the one seed if they can't play in the cold. San Francisco was cold, (laughs) tiptoeing on the side of the field, but Green Bay played terrible in that weather, so maybe they should try to go for a lower seed where they won't have no home games. 
in the winter. It's interesting. They and the Brooklyn Nets could be trying to get lower seeds for. <laughs> uh, no, look, I mean, Lambeau Field has become a hindrance. The, the, the myth of the invincibility of the Packers. Give me the number again. Over the last 20 years, the Packers have lost more home playoff games than any team in the NFL. They've lost seven since 2002. And the one year Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, they were the wild card team. They had to play three road playoff games and then the Super Bowl to win it. Who would even be next in most home playoff losses in the last 20 years? Which team? The Chiefs have four or five. The Eagles have four or five. No one's even that close to the Packers That's anymore. what I mean. They've got seven home losses. Crazy. So the idea that you can't beat them in that building, I mean, candidly, it's, it's a well-made point by Emmanuel. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Who's next? Next we have Jeff. Jeff, give me the hottest take you got. Go. Uh, real quick, before my hot take, Greeny, I celebrated 40 years to the day yesterday, January 23rd, 1981. The infamous Mud Bowl is when I fell in love with the Dolphins. That was yesterday. I don't know when I'll see a championship, but my hot take is Sean McDermott cost the Buffalo Bills that game so bad, he turned into Brian Flores. And it's sad that Josh Allen will probably never win with that guy because he's a horrible coach, I think. The fact see, that he kicked the ball out of, uh, through the end zone, yeah. come on, script the ball, and don't play – don't play prevent defense and give uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill a 15-yard catch. Play a little bump and run. If, if they're going to lose on a Hail Mary, God bless them. Coaches overthink things, and they cost them. It's sad. Well, I the like Josh Allen as a Dolphin fan. Yeah, Jeff, thank you for the call. and I, I appreciate your fandom and all that kind of stuff. Here's what I will say. I, and I said it earlier if you were listening. That game, to me, goes down as the squib kick game. Like, for all the unbelievable things that happened, the great games in NFL history, and that's one of them. That is now that goes with the catch and the immaculate reception and the greatest game ever played and the the the, the most legendary games in the NFL that have names. That that game goes with it, with them, and I think the name of that game is the squib kick. It can't be the duel, right? I mean, the other thing you would think is it was just a back and forth mm-hmm. duel between Mahomes and Allen, and that was spectacular. But I think the most memorable thing about it is the, the brain cramp, if you will, that, that the Buffalo coaching staff has, or maybe the miscommunication. Rex suggested he thinks that maybe the kicker didn't get the, the call or whatever it was. How you don't squib kick that ball to me is unimaginable. If they squib, right? Let's, let's think through this. If they, with 13 seconds left, Mahomes has time to run one play right. and then probably a Hail Mary from the 50? In all likelihood? If everything goes perfectly. So you squib kick it. Let's say whoever covers that kick covers it and gives himself up immediately. The clock starts the second that person touches the ball. Let's say they're able to field it. at If they can even field it cleanly. Fielding a squib kick cleanly is not. If the ball hits a person and starts rolling, the game could end. Mm -hmm. Certainly it's going to go down to like four seconds. Let's say if everything goes perfectly for Kansas City, they stop the clock with 10 seconds left. Could they have run two plays with 10 seconds? Don't ask Mike McCarthy that question. He's not the right. <laughs> Could they have run the two plays? How much time wound up being left with a field goal? Three? Three. So 10 seconds, theoretically, the clock would have run out. Theoretically, yeah, they theoretically. would have not made it. Mm-hmm. The, the squib kick is everything, man. They would, have, they would have approached it differently. They wouldn't. The Chiefs wouldn't have approached it like uh-uh. they had two plays to run if they only had 10 seconds. That, that game, is, it comes down to the squib kick. I'm sorry. It just does. What they probably do is it gets the eight or nine seconds mm-hmm. from the, I don't know, 50 yard line, and they probably take two shots at the end. At a Hail Mary. That's what they do. Yeah. Aim for two of those. Yeah, and, and they're not going to call, they're not going to call, um, you know, they're not going to call pass interference on the Hail Mary or anything like that. So, no, you're, you're going to win the game if you're Buffalo. No, it's a, the, the, the squib kick is a terrible 
mistake. Let's keep them rolling, Bob. I like these calls. Who's next? Uh, we got Lucas. Lucas, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me the hottest take you got. Neither Bucks coordinators deserve head coaching jobs after last night's performance. Scotty Miller and Fournette should have been featured more. And that last play reminded me of the all-out blitz that the Jets sent towards the Raiders and cost them the game. Rodgers to the Bucks as well because he is not going to the AFC to win championships. That's my take. Okay, I like all of them, Lucas. So let's, let's go through some of them. The, the all-out blitz that Bowles calls on the last play – or it, 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 it turns out to be the second to last play, but the play that decides the game to Cooper Cup. Rex brought it up today. Many people did. There was a, a comparatively meaningless regular season game in which the Jets did the same thing against the Raiders. Henry Ruggs wound up catching a long touchdown pass against the Jets. And the Jets fired their defensive coordinator the next day. <laughs> they fired Greg Williams. And the Jets at that time were like 0-11. Or they were 0-whatever they were at that time. So... No two things could be more opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of importance, but it is the same concept. To run zero blitz, ridiculous. The coaching mistakes yesterday, again, for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So brilliant by the Rams, what the hell were the Bucks doing? Brilliant by the Chiefs, what the hell were the Bills doing? <laughs> the other thing you brought up, Rodgers to the Bucks. Now, I, I can't picture it happening, but. If Brady does retire, which feels like it might happen, they drafted the kid from Florida, Kyle Trask, last year. Do they start over again? Now they got I mean, that's a team built to win, obviously. Do they start over again and build around him, or do they try and go out and get themselves a veteran quarterback to try and win with? I would I would assume <clears throat> B. I mean, Kyle Trask was a nice college player. He might be a good pro, but he wasn't you know, the first pick in the draft. He was a second round pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it was I think he was the last pick of the second round. I had it. Last year, I believe he was the last pick of the second round. I can't imagine a world in which Aaron Rodgers wants to go play for Tampa, and they're going to say, no, thanks, we have Kyle Trask. But I can't imagine a, play, a world in which Aaron Rodgers wants to follow Brady like that. Like, it just feels like, I don't know. Like, and where's the best spot in the, in the NFC, if not Tampa? Where's the best spot? I don't know. I mean, Favre did it once upon a time. If you put him on Minnesota... With that collection of weapons, you give him those two receivers and Dalvin Cook, that'd be pretty You'd good. You'd really stick it to the Packers then, too. Yeah. Th- that would be an interesting one. I'm tr- thinking out west. Oh! San Francisco. His hometown team. I know they've got Jimmy G and they might win the Super Bowl with him. <laughs> I'd get rid of him anyway. I know they traded up and everything in the world to go get Trey Lance. I would take Rodgers. That's who I would go. They tried last year, did they not? Yes. They apparently kicked the tires on so, Rodgers, and the Packers wouldn't trade him. That's, that's a dream scenario. See, if you're the Rogers. Packers, you're going to want to trade him to the AFC. For sure. The Packers might make it, look, you're going to the AFC. And Aaron might be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Bump that, or whatever the expression <laughs> is. I'm not going to the AFC. I don't want to deal with those guys. Like, all of a sudden, Denver sounds a lot less attractive. Yeah, no kidding. You know, one of the worst current quarterback in the division is Derek Carr, who is really good. Yeah. And Justin Herbert, who's brilliant. And Patrick Mahomes, who's already on the short list of the greatest of all time. So maybe it's going to be a very interesting offseason, but we've still got three games left between now and then. Thank you so much for the calls. Thank you so much for being a part of this thing today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Like, if you're a sports fan, especially if you're like me and you didn't have a team in it, just to sit back and watch that, what can you say? It's as good a weekend as any sport has ever had. And hopefully it's just getting started. We'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. My name is Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.